Remember, parents and students, you can always submit your college recruiting questions to us at any time, and we will answer them and address you personally on the podcast. Submit your questions by sending an email to info at collegerecruitingexperts.com and put in the subject line podcast. We will review those daily, and who knows, we may answer your question right here on the podcast. Also, if we choose your question, we will send you a 50% off coupon code to join College Recruiting Expert, where all of your questions are answered. Welcome to another College Recruiting Experts podcast episode, the ultimate guide for high school student-athletes and their parents embarking on the journey to play sports at the collegiate level. Each episode, we tackle the burning questions surrounding college recruitment. Joining us are former head coaches from legendary college programs, our experts, who share their wisdom on the do's and don'ts of the recruiting process. Whether you're a student, parent, guiding counselor, or coach, we've got you covered with brief and insightful episodes. Let's dive into the world of college recruitment together as we uncover the secrets, tips, and information to position yourself for success. Today, we welcome back Coach John Stuper, 30-year Yale head coach. Coach Stuper is a former Major League player, World Series champion, and as mentioned, 30-year Yale head baseball coach. He knows exactly how coaches recruit and what they look for during the process. More importantly, he knows what you should not do during the recruiting process, saving you time, energy, and a lot of money. Coach, welcome back. Coach, we were catching up before we joined the podcast here, and you were telling me about your 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 cycling workout. You have a good cycling workout going on, huh? <laughs> well, uh, after I retired, I've always been a fitness nut. I'm a, I'm a NASM certified fitness trainer, and it's just been something that I've been in love with since I was about 18 years old, and I was a runner for about you know uh, 40 years, ran a marathon, ran a half marathon, couple half marathons, couple 20Ks. I mean, I, I used to run 40 miles a week. And, and you're talking about a guy who weighs over 200 pounds. So I'm not exactly built for running. So I decided about a year ago that uh, maybe I'd get into biking. And when I get into something, I mean, I really, I really get into it. And I, I've, I've, uh, last six years, I've really been into weight training, probably gained 15 pounds of muscle. I've gotten so much stronger. I feel so much better, but I always wanted an aerobic component to my workout. So I basically work out twice a day, every day. And now I've really gotten into biking and I bike a hundred miles a week right now. Um, when it gets, it's a little chilly down here right now, when it gets a, a little warmer, I'll probably up that, but I just love it. I, I've, I fell in love with biking and, you know, it's, it's not torturous uh, like some runs were or whatever. And um, I've just, I've just really enjoyed it. And so, you know, once you retire, you have time on your hands and I spend a lot of that working out. So, and, and I've always said to kids that, you know, um, a, a fitter athlete can be a better athlete and a better athlete can be a better baseball player. And that's when kids ask me, well, what are coaches looking for at showcases? You should go to a showcase and be in the best shape of your life. You should be in the best shape of your life. The greatest baseball man who ever lived was Patriarch of the Cardinal Organization. And at spring training, he used to walk around the minor league clubhouse and ask kids, are you in the best shape of your life? And they'd say, well, you know, he'd go, why not? Why aren't you? Don't you want to play at the next level? Don't you want to go from A ball to double A or double A to triple A? So I think. 
when kids start February comes around the corner and then March. And I mean, by the time the first practice occurs for your high school, whether it's a tryout or whether you know you're on the team, you should be able to do anything that coach asks you to do. What, what, whatever running, you know, you know, fielding ground balls for a half an hour, you, you shouldn't be gassed after that because you should prepare prior to that. So that's where fitness, I mean, fitness is a, is a big deal. You look at, you know, the guys in the big leagues now, you know, they're all, you know, really big and strong. And what that also does, it, it, the stronger you are and the more flexible you are, it, it, we're talking injury prevention so that you can actually stay on the field and show what you can do. So I'm big into fitness and, and so should young players be. You don't want to go to a showcase, you know, overweight or your uniform looking sloppy or something like that, because you just, you simply won't get recruited. If you're not looking athletic and you look like you're overweight and you run an eight, six, 60, you're just not going to get, you're not going to get recruited. There really isn't a place for you basically, unless you're a pitcher who is really good. So I would really advise young players to get as fit as they can. If you can, if you can afford it and get a guy who can put you on a program and oversee it, that's great. If not, you, can, you know, get on YouTube and look for baseball workouts and, and aerobic workouts and anaerobic workouts and, um, and, and be as fit as you possibly can be. Listen, let's jump in. Thank you for sharing that. I, I got, I got to tell you, coach, we're getting so many emails with questions right now from across the country. This is great. This is what the podcast is all about families, student athletes, parents asking questions, and I just love it. So I'm excited to dive in here. We have Sean from Fort Lauderdale, Florida, class of 27, who asked, oh, this is a good one. One of the most difficult parts of the recruiting process so far is figuring out if a school or coach is truly interested in me. And that's a question, uh, you know, I've gotten a lot over the years. My base answer is always, if you're wondering if a, if a coach is interested in you, then he probably isn't because that's what assistant coaches and head coaches, I mean, that's what they spend a large majority of their time on during the off season is recruiting. So if they're truly interested in you to, of being part of their program, they're going to be in touch with you a lot. The rules may have changed a little bit. We, you were allowed to you know, contact or call a kid once a week if you wanted to. Well, our top recruits, we called once a week. And you have to be, there, you have to be careful. Um, just like I tell kids, don't send out these mass emails of you know, sending it to 500 colleges, you know, like casting a wide net, hoping that you'll, somebody will bite. Nobody's going to bite. And by the same token, coaches will do that to try and get you to go to their camp. They may have an interest in you. They may not. You'll be able to tell if, the, if a coach has a true interest in you. One thing that you, if they ask for your transcript, that's showing interest, okay? Because the, uh, they at least have a little bit of interest in you if they're asking you for their transcript. If they ask you where you're going to be in the next month, are you going to be at this showcase? Are you going to be at that showcase or whatever? That's another sign that they have interest in you. But just these blank emails, you know, uh, that don't, that aren't really specific to you. You got to be really careful that it, that uh, that program probably, you know, isn't really interested in you. And finally, you know, final thing you could do is is contact them. 
and kind of put their feet to the fire and say, are you, you know, I have other choices. Are you, do you guys have a sincere interest in me as a possible fit in your program? And when I used to get emails like that, I, I would be honest with the kid because I didn't want him, you know, wasting his time if, if I had really no interest in him and vice versa. We used to call kids and say, hey, I mean, do you truly have an interest in Yale? And, you know, Yale's a great school, but it's not for everybody. And, and we would hope that the kid, you know, would be honest with us and not just leave us hanging. That being said, um, you know, coaches can't just recruit, like if they're looking to add a shortstop, they can't just recruit one shortstop because that shortstop might say no. So they have a second and a third shortstop um, what kind of waiting in the wings. They're hoping to get number one, but if number one says no, then they move to number two. And you have to kind of figure out, you know, are you number two? Are you number three? Are you on the list at all? And that's kind of where college recruiting experts, where I can help you. I can, you know, you can tell me what kind of communication you've had with the coach. And I can tell you, I've, I've already did this for one of our members where, uh, you know, he got an email and, and he, it seemed like a, it seemed like a form email and he was kind of wary of, you know, it seems like a form email and he was right. It was, and they weren't really interested in him as a recruit. So that's another place I think that makes us a little bit unique where we can help. I can help you figure that out. That's one of the reasons I think we, we can do a lot of good for a lot of kids and their parents. For sure. Cole from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, class of 2026. That's a great question. I am being recruited by both Division One and Division Three schools. How do I truly know which to choose and what questions I should ask these coaches who are recruiting me at each one of these division levels? Well, that, um, I think what I always tell kids to do is, is say he's being recruited by a Division One and a Division Three. I have always been in favor of getting a piece of paper and writing down the pros and cons in columns of each place, okay? Division Three, if, if you're being recruited by Division One, then the chances of you playing immediately at Division Three are higher, obviously. If you're a Division One prospect you can probably you know play right away at a d3 is that something you want to do do you want to play right away at a d3 you know it, it can come down to education if it's a place like amherst or middlebury or williams versus a less academic d1 you know do you want to come away with a great degree having played at one of the d3s my saying is always don't be a d1 snob and say oh, i gotta go d1 no you don't no, you don't. I, nobody wanted me out of high school. Nobody. Um, I always say not even my parents. So I went to a junior college, not because I wasn't a good enough student, but because nobody was interested in me. And I knew I'd get to play right away there. I did get to play right away there. Uh, had a phenomenal two years. And now I had a lot of people interested in me. Uh, North Carolina State, Pitt, some other D1s. But I chose a place in the middle of the city of Pittsburgh, which was an NAIA school, Point Park University, because it was the best fit for me. And I got drafted out of there. So in this day and age, if you are, if you have dreams of playing pro ball, they'll find you if you're good enough. I used to hold my camp at Yale. Uh, there was a kid that, that came to Yale. He's a really good player, but we, you know, he just wasn't, 
I didn't think he was quite good enough for us at the time. So um, he was a phenomenal student. So I had always hired division three schools to work my camp too. And lo and behold, the MIT coach really liked him. So the kid ends up going to MIT and his junior year, he got drafted in the eighth round. So that's another one I missed. You, you have to put down your priorities as far as division one and division three. You know, do some research, look at the division one roster. And if you're a shortstop and they have like, they're starting shortstops, a sophomore, um, and then they have two other freshman shortstops. Now that might not be the best situation for you. Um, if you're a pitcher and their pitching staff is really young, uh, again, you might not get to pitch right away. And you look at the D3 roster, if you're being recruited by a D1 school, you'll fit into a D3 roster somewhere, somehow, and you'll probably play right away. And these are questions that you can ask the coaches. You can say, hey, you know, I'm looking at this division, you guys and this division three school. I'm thinking maybe I'd get to play right away at the D3 school. What are the chances that I'd get to play right away at your place? You know, so, and, and again, and then there, and then there's the factor of, of do you want to go to a program that's really successful, already successful, you know, has won championships, has won their league and all that, or do you want to go to a place where they're not as good, but where you might be able to get in on the ground floor of creating something great? Some kids want that challenge. Um, some kids want to go to the winning program right away. Some kids want to say, hey, I think, you know, I want to get on the ground floor of making this place, you know, good again. So there's a lot of different factors, and most of them are personal to you, unique to you. Um, so you have to kind of figure that out on your own. Nobody can actually tell you, you know, which way to go. My final piece of advice would be to actually visit the school. To visit the school, talk to the coach, walk around campus, things like that. That can give you a really good feel for the place and the coach. If you happen to run into a couple players, that's even better. You know, you could talk to them about their experience, but absolutely visit the place. And that will probably answer your uh, questions about which place to go. And the final thing I'll say about that is, to me, the litmus test in choosing a school, if you're a baseball player, the litmus test is to look around and say, you know, if I, if I couldn't play baseball at this place, would I still be happy here? In other words, if you threw your first pitch and you got hurt and you never played baseball again, would you be happy at that university, whatever it may be? Hopefully that never happens, but if it does, you gotta pick the university uh, based somewhat on that as well. Remember, parents and students, you can always submit your college recruiting questions to us at any time, and we will answer them and address you personally on the podcast. Submit your questions by sending an email to info at collegerecruitingexperts.com and put in the subject line podcast. We will review those daily and who knows, we may answer your question right here on the podcast. Also, if we choose your question, we will send you a 50% off coupon code to join college recruiting experts where all of your questions are answered.